Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Rivaled Sports Talk, episode 16. That's crazy, man. We're 16 episodes. Yeah, that's wild. Um, I just want to give a quick shout-out. I got an awesome co-host here with Bo. It's been a pleasure doing this with you. We have a great sponsorship in Connors Computer Repairs. They're in the KC metro area. They have the best rates around. If you need any help fixing your computer, looking and getting a computer, anything like that, go check them out. KC metro area or online at connorscomputers.com. Tell them Rival sent you. And we're going to get right into week nine picks. Bo, we're starting off Thursday night football. So this one could go a little weird. Uh, yeah. Packers and 49ers. Aaron Rodgers is playing out of his mind right now. He's balling out. But today, I guess yesterday, Wednesday, um, there was a couple players that got put on the injury reserve COVID list for the 49ers. If they play this game, what do the 49ers have to do to beat Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers? Shoot, not show up because they're about to get wrecked either way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I mean, people love – I mean, lately people have been talking crap on Jimmy Garoppolo, but I think people forget, like, how bad the 49ers were before they got him. Remember, they were like 1-11 when they traded for him, right? Well, they traded for him at the deadline in 2018. And then they were 5-0 and the next year. And then they started off like 2-0. and And then they lost with the ACL, you know, against the Chiefs. And then he was out the rest of the 2019 season. They finished 3-13. Uh, and And then last year, or the 20-whatever season was. But last year um, was his first full year starting, and they won the NFC. So, mm-hmm. without Jimmy Garoppolo, the 49ers are just, you know, a below-average team. And then add that onto the injuries that they already have. Um, you know, the 40, uh, this is going to be a fun day for Packers fans, that's for sure. Well, you even said uh, injuries. It's not even just injuries. I mean, like, this whole, this whole COVID outbreak on over, too. It's, yeah. It's injuries yeah. and illnesses type thing. But, yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. So, I'm going to tell you, you got the Packers winning this one. Oh, definitely. Kinda, definitely. Kinda easily. Yeah, I oh, think yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna rock with this one as well. Um, like I said before we started, Packers have just been playing out of their mind. You know, Devontae yeah. Adams really showing up and stepping up lately. Aaron Rodgers is looking really good, uh, except for that game where he lost. But we won't we won't talk about that. Right, one. right, right, um, right. But no, uh, you have a third, uh, technically third and fourth string running back game this week. Aaron Williams is still out. Um, Jamal is out too. Um, that's their two powerhouses right there in the running game. Yeah. So it'll be real interesting to see how they can step up as a third and fourth string running back. If they push a running game or if they push a passing game, I personally see that they'll do a, a passing game, you know. Um, yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes. Um, up next, we've got Texans at Jaguars. Texans actually – Picked up a quarterback. I don't know if I if I sent that. Yeah, I saw that. that. I saw that. Josh McCown is going to Houston. He won't start, but it's somebody there who is a locker room presence for Deshaun Watson, someone who's been in the league forever. Um. Yeah. I gotta go with the Texans in this one only because I believe Gardner Minshew is out and their backup is starting. I just don't think that he got enough uh, reps this week with the first team, so I I gotta take the Texans there. They're looking for a win. They're hungry. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, the Houston Texans, I mean, they're a lot better football team than what their record shows. 
I mean, I don't know who made their schedule this week, but they must really hate the Houston Texans because the first, like, five, six games were just against, you know, insanely good teams. But, I mean, they won – they made the playoffs last year, won the division. So, I mean, yeah, they're going to beat the Jaguars this week. Um, a, a great NFC East game we have coming up is the Giants and the Washington football team. Now, Washington mm-hmm. football team, you've been – on them about their defense. They I have. Set up against I have. Dallas, you know, I, I'll give credit to that. They did. Um, I want to talk about the Giants real quick. They played, what was it, Sunday some, some night? Monday they played night? Mon- Monday night against Tampa. Yeah. Did you think that was pass interference? Do you think they should have won that game? Dude, there were two calls at the end of that ball game that were clearly in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' favor. Um, Cameron Brate, the tight end, he, uh, you know, he had a first down, and then he literally lowered his head, led with the crown of his helmet to initiate head-to-head contact with the defender, and then the Giants defender got flagged. So, and then also, you had pass interference, which it was so close. It was tough. But I think the um, – that one against Cameron Bray, which would have been fourth down. They wouldn't have had to punt it, right? Right. But, you know, it, but, you know, they got the automatic first down, and they went down and uh, took the lead, and the Giants just couldn't get it back. So, yeah. It, it kind of reminds me of earlier in the season, the, the Cowboys game, where Michael Gallup got called for a pass interference, and it didn't look like a pass interference. That was when Dak was still healthy. I think it was week Oh, yeah. Two. Yeah, um, sideline catch that got called back, you know. So it's it's crazy how they can call it so quickly on an offense, but they don't reciprocate it to a defense, you know. Yeah, and that's just, right. Man, it, it is what it is. But uh, game pick for this week: Giants or Washington? How do how do you think this will do? do you think I got Washington. Washington. I really yeah. do. I still think the football team are going to win the division. Ron Rivera is a great coach, and he's going to lead them. To a victory over probably the worst team in the NFC, the Giants. Not your Cowboys? Uh, we're probably second to worst. Okay. All right. Same division. Same thing, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll... Trash can. Um, yeah. No, I, I got to go with you. Ron Rivera is a tremendous coach. He does not get enough respect in this league right now, in my opinion. Uh, I got to take Washington on this one, too. Um, I think they'll – I, I got to go with you on this one as well. I think they do win the division but I think it's going to be with a losing record, which is going to suck. For yeah. Um, Here's the thing, though. Do you remember when Ron Rivera was coaching the Panthers? It was the year before they went 15-1, and one, and then they finished the season with seven wins, eight losses, and a one tie. And they won their first playoff game. I forget who they beat, but they beat a team that was 11-5 and five, or 10-6, and six, and they won seven games all year. And then the next week, they went into Seattle and literally almost beat the Seattle Seahawks. They were one bad throw away from Cam Newton to getting there because they were all the way down at the goal line, right? It was, this might have been either to tie or take the lead, but I remember Cam threw it, uh, Cam Chan- and then Cam on Cam, crime. And then oh, Cam man. Chancellor got it and then just ran all the way back, and that was it. But that's I, what I remember that Seattle game. preaching to the team, like, hey, man, I mean, if we win the division and get into the playoffs, anything can happen. Anything yeah. can happen. So let's just win the division and, you know, go from there. Uh, and, yeah, the division winners certainly deserve a home playoff game. But that's a, a conversation for another day. Yeah, most definitely. Um, 
I do remember that Seattle game, like you were talking about, Cam Newton versus Cam Chancellor on that one. Yeah. Uh, we can most definitely talk about Cam Newton later. Uh, that'll be a, a topic for later in the, in the show. Yeah. Uh, moving along, Ravens at Colts. Now, the Ravens lost last week to Pittsburgh. That was a very, very tight game. Very close. Good football. Um, I think the Colts just stomped all over the Lions last week. That was – it that did. was incredible. So, do you think the Ravens have stepped up this week to beat a good Colts defense, or do you think they lose back-to-back games? How do you think week eight or week nine Ravens Colts game plays out? I got the I got yeah I got Baltimore uh, winning this one. Lamar Jackson's the defending MVP for a reason. Uh, they definitely have the advantage on the sidelines with Harbaugh leading the team. So it'll be, it'll be close one. The defense, the defensive battle will be fun to watch, but I got Ravens. Okay. Um, I, as much as I want to go to the Colts only because they have momentum putting up 40, 40 plus. On, I mean, it's the yeah. Lions, but at the same time, it's hard to put 40 points in a football game. You know, they have that momentum and I think it's a, it's, it's a clash right now. Ravens are coming off a loss. Colts are coming off a huge win. Um, I, I want to say the Colts, but I, like you said, the Ravens are the better team statistically. Um, I got to go with the Ravens. They're they're just yeah. looking too good. And uh, speaking of the Lions, Lions go into Minnesota this week, which is kind of kind of a, a what if game, you know? Like, yeah. Not a whole lot matters, but Lions of Vikings. Who do you got? Um, I'll take the Minnesota Vikings. I saw that uh, this might have been today, but Matthew Stafford, had, well, he was in contact with someone that had uh, a coronavirus. Um, so he might play Sunday, but it's looking like he won't play. But either way, even if Stafford plays, the Vikings should win this, should win this one. Who Who is their backup for the Lions? Do you Shoot, know? I don't even know, man. They've had so okay. many the last couple of years. Okay. Well, I think the last one I remember is like Dante Culpepper. When oh, wow. That's like way back. In that, that's way back, man. I'm trying to think who it is. Uh, they started like their third string on Thanksgiving last year, I remember. I forget his name. It was like his first ever start, like undrafted out of some small school. It wasn't Mendonucci. Yeah, no. I, 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 <laughs> yeah, no. I think um, they, they got rid of him shortly after that start because it didn't go very well. <laughs> coming into week nine, uh, earlier – a few episodes, I think it was a few episodes ago, maybe about episode six or seven. We were mm-hmm. talking about coaches on the hot seat. Is Mike Zimmer still on the hot seat for the Vikings? Mike Zimmer? Yeah. Yeah. I'd say so. He won't be fired yeah. during the season. I mean, the team's just not performing. I mean, I mean, their defense is getting older. But Dalvin Cook, I mean, he's just as good as it gets at running back. And you have to utilize him more. They did last week. And they really beat the Packers in Lambeau, which is hard. But, I mean, there were no fans there. But still, it's hard to beat the Packers in their home turf. Um, and he's been leading the good good receivers. Like, Thielen, obviously, he's been there a while now. And then um, Jefferson, that we just drafted from LSU, he's really stepped up. Uh, the problem isn't Mike Zimmer. It's Kirk Cousins. Uh, he's been absolutely putrid and disgusting this year. So. So how do you think they would manage that then? Do you think they would look at trading or getting rid of Kirk Cousins? I mean, compared you couldn't to, trade Kirk Cousins because who would want that contract? I, um, I mean, not not me or anybody else, but at the same time, like, what if you release him? What happens to yeah. the Vikings organization if you release Kirk Cousins? What happens to the quarterbacks, the first strings, 
it's kind of like I said uh, with the, I think the Giants, Washington. It's kind of about what if, you know? Yeah. How how do you feel Kirk Cousins does? Do you think if he does well this year that they keep him? If he does bad, they cut him? Yeah, I mean he's off to an awful start. So if he continues at this pace and has a terrible season, like he's looking like like that, it's looking like he's going to. Um, then yeah, you know it's definitely time to move on. He hasn't showed up in big games at all. Um, he's a he's like a glorified, overpaid Baker Mayfield. <laughs> yeah, I, I could I could definitely see that. Which I love uh, Baker, but he doesn't win big games. Right. Um, Continuing with the Lions and Vikings, I'm gonna take Vikings as well. We'll just see how that goes. It's it's a I gotta rely on Thielen and Jefferson on that one. Uh, moving mm-hmm. on, Bears at Titans. You have a good Bears defense, Khalil Mack, good uh, good D line against a outstanding Derrick Henry. Who wins this battle, Derrick Henry or Bears defense? This game is gonna be really fun. I'm excited. Um, because, you know, just make a UFC reference here, usually the heavyweights aren't the main event. You know, usually it's kind of the lightweights or the mid-heavyweights. But this one might be the most entertaining fight of the weekend. We have Derrick Henry, who's a beast, playing running back. And then you have, you know, one of the best defenses in the NFL. So it's going to be an awesome heavyweight physical fight this one's going to be one right in the trenches it's going to be hard dirty i hope it's raining i hope it's pouring down rain everywhere it's going to be beautiful but yeah uh, but that's it i don't know i hope it's just like 50 degrees and it's pouring rain i hope so but i don't know i'll have to check anyway i got i'll I'll take the bears this one as long as uh you want to not turn the ball over I mean, yes, yeah, so we'll talk about him for a bit. You start, you start. What is he thinking? Why? What's the matter? I, I don't know if any, any of you guys saw this. Javon Wins got suspended two games without pay for starting a fight with Garner Johnson of the Saints last week and just throwing punches over nothing. Apparently, uh, John or Garner Johnson spit in his face, whatever. He yeah, like, bro, there's no time like, for that to happen. Get better, man. It's just selfish, it, man. It, it is. It's 100%. just selfish. Feel the man's chain. I, I Someone said. My chain. No. Yeah. Yeah. Someone said that I think he had like four catches on the year. So someone said, wow, that's like, that's like half. Like, his suspension is, like, half as many games as catches or something like that. Something <laughs> funny. That's but, yeah, funny. it was weird. But, like, all of, like, he came out looking all hard. Like, he was – you see him, like, flexing, going, yeah. But, like, dude, he was literally so stupid. He just punched a guy wearing a helmet twice. Right. What does that do? And then even his teammates, did you see, I think it was the right guard or right tackle, he was like, get, on, get out of here, get out of here. Even his own teammates were like, what yeah. are you doing, homie? Yeah, so very selfish. Yeah. Anyway, it's not worth our time. <laughs> no, he's not. You know, that's two minutes wasted. Um, moving along, Panthers at the Chiefs. I feel like it's going to be a good game for uh, Teddy. I feel like if Teddy can step up, this will be a good win if the Panthers can pull it off. But I'm not saying that the Panthers are winning. I'm just saying. I would not be surprised if the Chiefs defense relaxes on this one. All right. Yeah, yeah, you could have Sir Purr coming out of nowhere in the Carolinas. 
Um, yeah. But no, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Chiefs in this one. Chiefs are the reigning Super Bowl champions. You know, I got it got it right there. They're, they're Super Bowl champs, right? Um, Chiefs are the ones who are on a hot streak right now again. They've won consecutively since losing to the Raiders. They've taken care of the ball better. They've played their defense. I'm not seeing that out of Carolina, and I feel like the Chiefs have the advantage in that one. Yeah, I completely agree. Patrick Mahomes, he had an awesome week last week, won AFC Player of the Week. He's going to continue that momentum. The run game will be awesome. Um, it's going to be a fun day for the Chiefs. Thanks to Le'Veon Bell, right? Shout out, Colin. Oh, my <laughs> word. Le'Veon Bell, people need to realize that he is not very good at all. It, he's just not. <laughs> what, another waste of time, Waste right? of money. Yeah, waste of time and a waste of money for the Chiefs. <laughs> uh, this, I could feel, could go either way. Seahawks at Bills. Hmm. It's in Buffalo. Buffalo weather is atrocious. It's putrid. I hate the weather up there. Putrid. You're stealing my favorite word. I did. I, I'll, give it, I'll give it back to you. I'll give it back to you. All right, but um, Seahawks at Bills, man. I, I want to say the Bills only because the Bills need this win against a powerhouse team. If they get this win, they're looking at a good spot in the AFC. Um. I feel like Bills are going to win the division outright. Their next closest competition is New England, and they're yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'm taking the Bills in this one, but it will be a very close game. They're going to rely on Singletary in the backfield and Stephon Diggs. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I want the I got the Bills in this one. Yeah, no, I'll take the uh, the Seahawks here. Um, it's going to be close. Um, you know what? Actually, now that I've thought about it a little more, I'm actually going to flip. I'm going to go with Buffalo because okay. Josh Allen has the strongest throwing arm in all of the land, and he has Stephon Diggs out there with him, and then the Falcons secondary can't cover anybody. Seahawks. They're – yeah, though the Falcons can't either. But the Seahawks yeah, they can't. Yeah, they're yeah, even yeah. worse. They're even worse. So yeah, the Seahawks defense is gonna have a rough time, you know, handling Diggs and you know, kind of a Cole Beasley. Um, uh-huh. It's kind of guys that don't really get talked about much just because they don't play in a big city. You know, they play up right. in above cold Buffalo. So I'll take the Bills in this one. Um, I can see it again being a high-scoring game, like 35-30 Buffalo. Um, okay. It'll be a fun one though. Um, you mentioned <laughs> light, they always turn the lights um, on me. Yeah, it's all good. Um, you, you mentioned no one wants to play for Buffalo, okay? Hear me out on this. Do you remember when was it? I think I think it was a few years ago. Pittsburgh tried trading Antonio Brown to Buffalo. <laughs> and he yeah. refused. Who can blame him? I, I mean, yeah, but at the same time, you're first in your division. You have a solid team, but then you, you, ha- you sit out a year and you sign a mid-season contract with Tampa, who arguably has the best quarterback in history. You mm-hmm. have weapons, Godwin. Uh, Evans, so many. Bronk. You have the team. Who won this? Did Antonio Brown win this or did 
the Buffalo win this? Um, oh, Tony O'Brown definitely did. Um, he's just such a good receiver. And, I mean, he, how, how are you going to recover? Gronk, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, and Chris Godwin. And worry about Rojo and Leonard Fournette. Like, how can you cover all those guys? Those are, like, six guys that if, like, they showed up on the all-pro list, like, that would not surprise anybody. Yeah. You know? That's that's insane, dude. You're not going to be able to cover anybody. And then even if you do, you know, if you're worried about Evans and you double Evans, I mean, that still, you know, could get the ball to Godwin or Gronk or Cameron Brait, too. He's he's older, but he's still really solid. Right. So now that we're talking about the Buccaneers, let, let me let me go ahead and uh, skip a couple games and talk about uh, Sunday Night Football. Um, yeah. We have the Buccaneers playing the Saints. It's Saints at Buccaneers this time. It's a week one rematch. Antonio Brown is active. They said that he will play a part in, in this game. Do the Buccaneers get revenge? Do they win? Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, no, like I said before, like, how are you going to cover him? I mean, Mark, uh, Mar- Marshawn Lattimore is amazing. Marcus Williams is really good. Still, I mean, that's still – you still have to cover all these other guys, which you're not going to mm-hmm. do. Um, I feel like it's going to – the Buccaneers the rest of the year, it's going to be like one of these – like every game, everybody will have their turn. Like Evans is going to put up 150 yards one game, and Godwin might not even have a catch. Or another day, Gronk will get 100, and Antonio Brown will get 100. And then Evans will just be blocking for Rojo, you know. So it'll be, um, it'll be really fun. And what the Buccaneers players have to understand is that, you know, their personal numbers are going to go down. So they have to put their egos aside and be like, look, you know, we have probably the most talent in football right now. So we need to make sure we don't cry when we're not getting the ball. And I'm more concerned about Antonio Brown crying if he doesn't get the ball because he does yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna second or i'm gonna go off that i'm actually gonna say mike evans surprised mm-hmm. a little bit granted you're a solid six foot something six he's five the, receiver. yeah he's six five dude he's he's a yeah i love he, Evans. he's massive man like so and he can run like a gazelle man I, yeah. i'd be upset too if i didn't get 10 touches a game five at least five you know but I'm not six five. Well, yeah, I run like a gazelle. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I'm gonna take the Buccaneers as well. They, like you said, man, they just have too many weapons, and the Saints don't have the coverage to get all of them. I love nobody the does. They, they're a good team, but they. I was talking to Jacob um, before the trade deadline, and yes, they picked up Quan Alexander. He was actually pretty good, pretty good pickup for a defensive back. But they still need safeties. They need corners, man. They were really looking at Harrison Smith from the Vikings. I was really hoping they would do that. But, yeah, Saints just don't have that coverage compared yeah. to Vic- or, uh, Buccaneers' targets. So, I'm going to go with the Buccaneers as well. While we're watching this game, we have to take it all in because the combined age of these quarterbacks, let's see, 43 plus 41, 84. Yeah, math. Um, you know, that's that's insane. So this could be the last time we see Tom Brady against Drew Brees, you know, play yeah. each other. So they got to take it all season. in and enjoy in the regular it. Yeah, they'll probably, they'll probably meet up in the playoffs. In the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, backtracking just a little bit, we'll go Broncos at Falcons. 
Uh, we talked about Fafita a little bit, how they can't cover anybody. That's uh, still still 100% true right there. Um, Drew Locke looked like he had a great game uh, against he did. He's the a... Chargers. Um, I'm going to take the Broncos in this only because the Falcons don't have a secondary, don't have a defense, and Drew Locke is looking really good right now. Yeah, uh, Drew Locke, he's a gunslinger. He's a strong-arm quarterback. Um, you know, I think they'll be able to win this one. Uh, I don't know it's going to be you know, blowout, but I think it's going to be relatively close, like 24-20. You know, you might see the Falcons up 14-7 and with like 10 minutes to go and then <laughs> and another uh, fun yeah. little choke game. But We, we would love that. Yeah, so, I mean, we we like them to the Falcons to win only because it helps Chiefs division. But right, kind of get what you want. Speaking of uh, AFC West, Raiders at Chargers divisional game. These are two solid teams right now. I gotta be honest. The Raiders are looking really good. Chargers are looking really good. Justin Herbert's playing really good. Derek Carr's playing really good. Who who has the advantage in this? I'll take the Vegas Raiders. I mean, they beat the the Chiefs. And then also the Chargers just don't know how to finish games. And um, what you would call it, Herbert, there's always like one or two throws that really come back to bite him. Like mm-hmm. you watch his highlights and watch the highlights of the team, and he's making all these awesome throws that rookie quarterbacks typically have trouble making. But then there's just one bad decision, one misread that gets picked off. And, he, you know, a lot of times the DBs drop it, but he's not getting lucky, you know, having them drop it. You mm-hmm. know, there's always one or two just bad passes that really is the difference. So I, I don't see that trend just automatically coming to an end against, you know, one of the coolest defenses in the league. Right. So this is a 4-3 and three game versus a 2-5. and five. Um, I'm actually going to take the Chargers in this one. I, I do agree with what you said, that Justin Herbert has two or three throws that are just not pinpoint, may get picked off, pick six, whatever. Um, is Jonathan Abram playing for the Raiders? I think he's out with an injury. Yeah, maybe. Either way, I, don't know. I, I think if they find Abram and throw it away for him, so Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, uh, Hunter Henry, they'll have a good chance of beating this Raiders team. Great, yeah. they're two and five. They should be three and four. They could, they, they should, could easily have a better record. Yeah. So I think their record doesn't show the talent they have. I'm going to take the Chargers in this one. It's going to be a good divisional win for the Chargers. Um, we have two attack of Iowa going up against Kyler Murray, Dolphins versus Cardinals. It's going to be a good game just because of the quarterbacks, great people. I, I love the stories of Kyler and Tua. Um, yeah. But I, I got to take the Cardinals in this one. Cardinals are the better team all around. Um, yeah. Dolphins just need a lot of help. But I'm taking the Cardinals. Yeah. Um, Cardinals, they have the advantage of uh, offense and defense, obviously. But the Dolphins have a better head coach, in my opinion, with Brian Flores. Um, so, I mean, it won't be like a crazy blowout, but I can see Kyler Murray having a big day. He might um, he might rush for 100 yards, too, because um, they're, okay. they're linebackers. I don't think their linebackers are going to be able to run with Kyler. Uh, but, yeah, Cardinals got this one. Okay. Uh, speaking of blowouts, I, I hate to do this to you, but Steelers at Cowboys. I don't want to talk about it. Okay, so. <laughs> no, no, we'll talk about it. We have, these are the hard subjects that we have to have to face. Okay. Go ahead. 
It is oh, yeah. going to be 45 to 10. We don't even know who's starting in the games in like three days. <laughs> so we don't know who's – I mean, it'd be different if – okay, so last week we basically knew that Andy Dalton wasn't going to play the entire week and Ben DiNucci was going to be the starter. Uh, this week, you know, we thought Andy Dalton was going to be back and then he got coronavirus somehow. Um, and then – uh, Jerry Jones threw Danucci under the bus on the radio show. Um, did you hear what he said? Uh, I, I didn't personally, but I think he told me. Yeah, he said it was it was too much for him to handle <laughs> or something like that. So now we have a guy, Garrett Gilbert, who was like the AAF MVP or like led like the league in passing yards and passing touchdowns. Um, and then we also have Cooper Rush. He was our backup for like three years, and then he went to the Giants and then got cut. So, I mean, we don't even know who's going to start quarterback. Um, and it's going to be ugly from the start. We'll try to run it with Zeke. That won't work. And then they're going to be at 14 to nothing, so we'll throw the ball. Then we'll throw a couple interceptions, and then it'll be like 45 to 10. So, going back to the second team that I mentioned, Texans and Jaguars. Texans, they picked up Josh McCown. How come? How come do you think Cowboys didn't pick up a veteran presence like that of Josh McCown? I mean, we already have Andy Andy Dalton. Yeah, but at the same time, but you need someone who's been in that situation before as a backup because Andy Dalton's a backup now, but he's currently mm-hmm. a starting quarterback for the uh, Cowboys because unfortunately, yeah. Jack is hurt. Uh, Josh McCown has been there. He he's played that role many times. Why do you think the Cowboys are gonna pick him up? Even if cut him out until Dalton gets back or whatever. Yeah, I mean the honestly the quarterback is the least of our issues. I mean, if you really like like sit down and like watch the games and really pay attention, it's the O line and the D line and really the linebackers. Um you know, I mean, that's – I mean, I'd, I'm glad that we're saving our money possibly for an addition to the O-line or D-line, but we're probably not going to. We might just – the front office might just punt on the season and go like 3-13, and 4-12, and 12 and just not get anybody, which is fine. But we'll see what happens. You think if they do go 3-13, and 4-12, I think they're – out of projections right now, I think they're ranked fourth for the draft pick. Mm-hmm. Could you see them getting a solid O line or O line men for somebody? My thing in the draft is that you always take the best player available. That's mm-hmm. always been my philosophy. Like, shoot, if it so happens that Justin Fields like is available when we're picking, then yeah, let's take him. And then we can trade him for another proven team need. That's always been my ideology. But I okay. doubt they'll actually do that. All right. Um, so but I mean the yeah. We, we, uh, D-line or O-line is what we need to, to focus on. Um, I haven't really paid much attention to the mock drafts quite yet just because the Big Ten and Pac-12 are starting their play. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no, I'm aware of the guys. And... Okay. Uh, so we talked Sunday Night Football, Saints Buccaneers. We'll skip that one. Um, Monday Night Football, it's a AFC East divisional game. Patriots at Jets. It's a mm-hmm. type of game. 
It's not going to be looking too pretty. Uh, yeah. The Jets are currently 0 and something. You know? They're 0 and 8. 0 yeah. and 8. Doesn't look like they're going to win a game for a long time. Patriots are 2 and 5. That's 2 and 5. This is terrible. Um, yeah, you have a combined winning percentage of 286. <laughs> it's a fun game. Uh, this could be the game that the Jets win. <laughs> I'm honestly thinking this right yeah. now. Uh, th- this would be the game that the Jets win. They're just – Patriots aren't looking solid. Uh, you had a one-year proven deal with Cam. He's not proven anything. Uh, I got to I gotta take the Jets in this one. Wow, that's bold. You yeah. know, man, that's bold, and I respect that. But I got to go with the New England Patriots, even though the Jets are literally going to come out with their head on fire because they smell blood in the water. They mm-hmm. can really beat the Bill Belichick Patriots, but it's something they hardly ever do. And, um, you know, they're going to need to play really good football if they're going to beat them. But, I mean, at the end of the day – you know, it's Bill Belichick against Adam Gase. So, <laughs> yeah, that's my, that's my reasoning right there. Yeah, I, I can definitely understand that. But at the same time, Bill Belichick lost to Vic Vangio of Denver earlier. He did. He did. I can see the game going like the Jets coming out like, you know, just with their head on fire. And sorry, I'm sleepy. But with their head on fire – ready to go, and I can see him being up, like, 14 to nothing in, like, the first quarter, and then, like, the second half, the Jets will be like, I'm tired. Yeah, I got the fired energy, out. You know? and, then, and then they'll be able to come back, and Bill Belichick will be able to work his mastermind to come yeah. back in the second half. Yeah. So, um, you want to talk disappointments and overachieving, or you want to save that for later this week? Yeah, we, yeah we'll cover that real quick, and then I can okay. go night. Yeah. Um, so Bo and I came up with this, this thing of through eight weeks of football, who has been the biggest disappointment, who was projected to do good, who's been the biggest disappointment this year, but I'm going to let you kick this one off because I like your person that you mentioned. Nope. I okay. yeah. Yeah. Cam Newton. Um, yeah. He came out playing really well. Was that who I said before? Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, I got Cam I got Cam Newton. Um, you know, he's the defending MVP. Or not the defending MVP, he won MVP in twenty fifteen. Um and yeah, I know he started off really hot, uh, and then he just cooled down and now he's one of the most unproductive quarterbacks in the league. So he's been very disappointing. Um, it looked like Bill Belichick was gonna be able to find a way to incorporate a running quarterback into his offense, which he's never had that opportunity to do until now. Um, but it's looking like it's just not going to work out. Cam's shoulder is too messed up. He can't throw the ball. He can't run the ball. Um, yeah, Cam has been a huge disappointment. What about you? See, I don't know if I'll turn your head on this one. Um, I did mention him the other day. Michael Thomas. Michael mm-hmm. Thomas has just – he led the league in receptions last year. He was – he couldn't drop it. He was, he was like glue. And then he has – done nothing but cry, locker room fights, and just absolutely wasting a season. You have heard no statistical information about him this year. Uh, you, he, came, he came back with uh, Drew when he was like, yeah, I'll, I'll stay another year. 
Let's get this ring. He's been and hurt. This was, I think it's unfair to call him a disappointment when he hasn't played I mean, since week one. Yeah, but it's through week eight. He's played half the games. Yeah. He's played in four, at least. And that's kind of what I'm looking at. He's played enough downs to be a disappointment. Um, but Michael Thomas in this one for me, he's just not looking like the true Michael Thomas. Um, one more. Yeah. Overachieving. Week eight. This one, I, I'm excited to see what you think. Yeah, I know my answer, but I'm excited to see yours. Yeah, I got uh, Todd Gurley running back. Um, he was amazing um, in Los Angeles, and then uh, it was weird to know that year they won the Super Bowl. Like all of a sudden, they just stopped giving him the ball. Like he stopped playing. It was like C.J. Anderson and kind of the running back by committee because he was actually battling arthritis in his knees. Um, and he still has that, obviously. That's just not something that magically goes away. But um, he's been able to kind of learn to still run the ball very effectively. He's in the top five in rushing this year. Like when the, when the Rams cut him this year and he went back to uh, Atlanta where he played his football in Athens and college football in Georgia, I was like, oh, that's cute. That's a nice little homecoming. He'll probably like be like a second string and it'll be nice and fun for the city of Atlanta. But no, like this dude is, you know, he's rebounding as one of the best running backs in the league. And if you think that he, that, you know, he's coming back, I don't think he ever left, to be honest. Yeah, um, he's been falling out. It's like when Justin Bieber came out with his album in 2015, everyone was like, wow, Justin Bieber came back. No, Justin Bieber never left. Like my Justin Bieber analogy there. Yeah, I didn't know you were that big of a fan. <laughs> I mean, dude, I, dude, no shame. I'm a believer, like, like for real, for hey, real. I used to have the <laughs> hair. I used to have the oh, hair. Oh, really, bro? Same though. Hey, all right, that's, so that's hilarious. That should be our thumbnail picture for this. Just our heads of Justin Bieber's hair. Yikes. Okay, I'll do yeah, that. No, I'll do that. No, it's I'll okay. find it. I'll find it. <laughs> for for me, man, overachieving through week eight, I gotta go back to the AFC West. Justin Herbert has been nothing but stats. The record doesn't show it at a two and five, but he almost in his first start almost beat the reigning Super Bowl champions. That's solid right there. It's amazing. Um, he he's got the stats. He's looking like a leader. I know he took over for Tyrod Taylor. Like that. Shout out Chargers team doctor. But no, Justin Herbert has been throwing up crazy numbers. I, I'm comparing to Offensive Rookie of the Year. It's between two people. And I hate giving it to quarterbacks right now, but that's really the only one that comes to mind, you know, except for a couple wide receivers. But I have Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert right here. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just neck and neck for that. But disappointments through Week 8, overachieving through Week 8. At the end of the season, we'll talk more about who we think had a good season, uh, possible Coach of the Year awards. We'll kind of do a little awards. Yeah, stuff. yeah, um, for real. But rival, that is all we have for tonight. This is episode sixteen. Absolutely crazy. Appreciate you guys along for the ride. If this is your first time, like, subscribe, share, Facebook, Instagram. That's it. MySpace, YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> but no, once again. Uh, shout out to our sponsor, Connors Computers in the KC Metro area. Um, if you need help 
getting a computer, repairing a computer, tell them Rival sent you. Check them out at connorscomputers.com. Once again, thank you so much. Have a good night. Adios.